Hello everyone, welcome back to the Eat, Burn, Sleep podcast. Today we're going to be talking about skin, beauty, youth, collagen and how to stay looking fabulous. <laughs> I have a really special guest, Dr. Rabia Malik and I just want to say I met Rabia way before Eat, Burn, Sleep. <laughs> Yes, that's true. A long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. We met at the school gates around 10 years ago. Both our boys were going to a school in Notting Hill. We met at the school gate. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Rabia and how I came to meet her and why she's here today. Dr. Rabia Malik is a beautiful, inspirational doctor, of course, and mother of three children. She spends her time between... Dubai and London. She's the only holistic aesthetic doctor in the UK whose entire practice is dedicated to collagen stimulation and skin health. She deliberately chooses not to work with injectables. She's a UK trained GP who set up a holistic skin practice in 2011. And since 2019, she's been based at the wellness clinic at Harrods in London. In 2021, she launched Skin W1, her skincare range dedicated to collagen stimulation without irritation. When it comes to skin health, Dr. Rabia believes less is more and is an advocate for a holistic approach to solving skin concerns and aging well. So the first time I went to see Rabia was because I suffer from melasma and there were many mums at school who had been to see her who have similar skin to mine and are either prone to pigmentation and melasma and went to see her. I loved her approach. She was very natural, very down-to-earth, very science-based. And now Rabia does much more. So the last <laughs> time I saw you at Harrods, I actually went to a theater after that, like a few days later with my children. It was in the middle of half term. I had two teenage boys at home who were eating every hour exhausting me, talking, testosterone-fueled conversations. And I took a selfie, non-edited, you know? Yeah. And I posted it on my stories. I got about 20 comments on my skin. Oh, that's so nice. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to connect with you again after so many years. Obviously, we've seen each other over the years. Um, but I remember actually seeing you way before Eat, Burn, Sleep. And it's so nice to see your journey as well. But I think that in particular, one of the things that I love is your focus on anti-inflammatory diet and lifestyle, which I think is so important, not just for optimizing internal health, but for skin. And it's something that I talked about and that I was thinking about when I started my practice years and years ago, but it was really not mainstream at all. And nobody really understood what I was talking about when I said anti-inflammatory diet for helping skin conditions. Um, so it's so nice that you've actually gone and really developed that whole concept, which I love, because it's so nice for me to be able to refer patients to your platform as well. And, you know, now when you Google something like anti-inflammatory diet, there's so much out there. Whereas honestly, 10 years ago, when I used to talk to people about it, and even if you Googled it then, it's hardly anything. So I think the awareness about the role of inflammation and its effect on our overall health, but also skin and how we age, 
has really developed, which is great because I think, you know, ultimately we we need good information. We need to educate ourselves and educate those around us in order to look good and feel good, you know, and age age well. Absolutely. Chronic inflammation, which is a dysregulation of the immune system, affects all our organs. Absolutely. And as you well know, skin <laughs> is our largest organ. Totally, yeah. And it's just, you know, it makes so much sense. And now when we look at the science, and of course, we know about inflammation, it's just, I don't think it had been studied and explained in a way that people understood the impact it was having on their various organs and general health and now there is a lot more awareness and understanding of that which is great which really helps in terms of also helping people understand that feeling good and being healthy is about more than just medication or a quick fix it's a lifestyle it absolutely is and I think that's a that's a big commitment. And in this day and age, you know, everyone's looking for the quick fix. But really, anything that's worth doing takes time. To get a good result, it takes time. And it takes a level of commitment. It's the same thing with healthy, glowing skin. It's the same thing with if you want to, to look good in the long term. You know, there isn't a quick fix, unfortunately. What you're saying is very interesting because this is a conversation I had with my children yesterday over lunch. Over Sunday lunch as a family, I was talking to my youngest who suffers from acne, mm -hmm. that the sugar he was having that I banned and a few other things he was doing diet-wise with dairy was really fueling the acne. So I explained dairy contains hormones, mm -hmm. sugar is overloading your liver, your liver is responsible for hormone homeostasis, and it's as you're producing testosterone and that's going to trigger your acne, eating like this will not help you. Absolutely. And he also injured himself in rugby. So I put him on a on a regimen of Pilates to really strengthen his core. He mm -hmm. grew too quickly. And I said to him, I said, but all the sugar and all of that is affecting your joints as well. So for your recovery, I said, why do you think I've coached uh, a premier footballer, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, for so, you know, he had a... An injury, he's quite injury prone and he follows an anti-inflammatory diet. Now he sees better results with stamina, with you get less risks of injury and all of that. And I could see my son thinking, oh my God, I'm only 13. I have to not eat sugar and do Pilates to strengthen my body. I said to him, but listen, the beauty of this is you keep it for life. Coming back to what you're saying, the quick fix doesn't fix anything. No. In fact, it can set you back. But changing habits, whether it's with your skincare routine, your diet, your movement routine, whenever you come back to it, mm -hmm. even if you fall off the wagon, you have capitalized. You haven't lost that. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And I, it's something I talk to my kids about as well in the same way that you do. You know, I always say to my girls, obviously teenagers, Everyone has the odd spot, acne breakout. And I always say to them, it's diet, it's lifestyle, sometimes it's stress, but it's about having a good, consistent routine. They want the prescription medicine or they want something that's just going to make it disappear. And I always say to them, well, look, long term, that's, that's not the solution. And that's really my approach in general. And I think as a GP, I do have a very sort of medical background. I, I do have a very science-based approach to my practice. But I really believe that the best medicine 
And the best way to achieve optimal health is to have a holistic approach. You have to optimize internal health. Our skin is a reflection of what's going on on the inside. As you well know, I mean, as a nutritionist yourself now, looking and feeling good is all about optimizing internal health. And that's really what I focus on in my practice. So, you know, I really think there's so much out there today and there's so much, in a way, overwhelm. People are so confused. They have so many options. They have so many choices when it comes to products and treatments. And I think my role is really to help guide people who have a similar approach or want to have a similar approach, which is sort of more for the long term and, and more holistic and is really something that they can stick with. I don't believe in overloading people. You're never going to come and see me and have me say, I need to see you, you know, every few weeks or every month. I just don't think that makes scientific sense. And also, it's just not sustainable. So when I'm creating plans for people, you know, whether that's to treat a skin condition or whether it's for prevention and maintenance, I'm really thinking about what is realistic, what's sustainable, and what can people do in the long term? Because ultimately, it's consistency over a long period of time that gets great results. And that really applies to all aspects of life, but especially when it comes to skin. Could not agree more with what you're saying. That's why the eat, burn, sleep lifestyle is quite easy to follow. It was for me to start with. Yeah. So I wanted a way that I could continue drinking champagne because <laughs> otherwise I was not going to stick to it. Yeah, totally. And, and, that, and that's what I've created. No, and I, I 100% agree. Look, I anyone who knows me knows that I have a weakness for coffee and sugar. But I have small amounts and I have a balanced approach to it. So I never deny myself anything, but I also don't go overboard. And I know overall, you know, how to create a sort of a healthy lifestyle overall. And that's really what I try and do for my patients as well. But it's not an extreme approach. So as you said, it's got to be sustainable in the same way that eat, burn, sleep is. So I love your approach. And thanks for sharing a little bit about your background. But how... Uh, did you come to focus on collagen stimulation, which really is the essence of youth? <laughs> But how, how did you decide to do this and, and how do you do it? You know, when I started, I was probably, I was about 30 when I started the skin practice. And, you know, at that time, particularly in the UK, there wasn't really much out there in terms of medical beauty. There was either facialists and skin therapists or there were doctors doing more invasive treatments. I knew at that point that I didn't want the injectable route for myself. So I didn't want Botox filler and I thought I was too young then anyway, at 30. So I was looking for something that was more evidence-based, science-based, that would get me a result little bit more than sort of a facial, but not so invasive. And I realized that actually amongst my social circle, a lot of my friends were looking for something similar. So really prevention and maintenance. And I was actually on maternity leave with my third child at the time. I had a year off. Previously, I'd only had six months off with the girls. So, you know, I had this year where I was thinking to myself, you know, what am I going to do? What do I want to focus on? And I was really always passionate about skin. And as a GP, we spend a lot of time actually focusing on skin in our consultations. About 40% of uh, general practice consultations are related to the skin in some way. So I was seeing a lot, of, a lot of things in general practice. And I was sort of thinking, you know, it's such a shame because we're so limited, particularly in the UK and the NHS, to just prescribing medication. And I knew, for example, you know, with things like acne, the solution wasn't just endless courses of 
prescription antibiotics. But, you know, it was, as we talked about before, you know, diet, lifestyle, all of this. But there's no time to talk about that in NHS general practice consultations. So I was really, really interested in setting up a sort of skin practice that was focused on skin health. And then because I was looking for something for myself and for all my friends in terms of, you know, aging well, prevention, maintenance, I started to get really interested in all the sort of aesthetic treatment that were non-injectable based, but that were effective and delivered results. And that led me down this whole route of really focusing on skin peels, which are hugely underrated, in my opinion. Um, and I went to the States, I did some training, I worked with some other doctors, and I started to discover these new generation chemical peels, essentially, and brought them back to the UK, set up my practice. And that's really what I specialized in was these bes bespoke skin peels. And over the years, I started to combine that with microneedling, because I realized that fundamentally, you know, as you said, the whole premise of aging well or healthy skin as we get older is actually maintaining stimulating collagen levels. And these treatments, which had actually been around for a long time, but because of the way technology has evolved, they've actually got better and better. They're incredibly effective at stimulating collagen in the skin. And I started to realize that I could do all sorts of things with, with just these very simple basic treatments. But doing them in a different way to the mainstream and creating quite customized solutions where we combine different peels, combine things with microneedling and really um, made the most of all the latest technological advances, particularly with certain active ingredients. And we were getting great results. And the key thing for me was it was great results with less irritation. So there's always a balance in the skin between inflammation, which causes wound healing and uh, stimulates um, a whole process in the skin of regeneration, but you don't want to overdo it. And I think a lot of treatments, particularly, you know, in the early days of aesthetic medicine, been quite aggressive. And I didn't want that also because I had the kind of patients who couldn't tolerate downtime. So everyone would always say to me, oh, I want a treatment, but, you know, I, I have to be able to go out that evening. I can't take any downtime. So that was the other thing, you know, for me, I was working within the confines of people's lifestyles and um, also trying to get a solution that would work for me and for my friends and the people around me. So that's really how it started. And, you know, over the years, I feel collagen stimulation is, is ultimately the goal for healthy, glowing skin. I can say that it did work. So the treatment you gave me felt pleasant. The results were incredible. Oh, thank you. I was advised to do something much more aggressive called the skin pen. Oh, yes. I did that. And you know, sometimes when you're sold something and it doesn't work, you think it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I know about this and, you know, I research everything. Yes. I kept thinking maybe I'm not seeing it. Maybe I'm getting used to it. And I paid a fortune, actually, for a few sessions with someone based in the UK who charges quite a bit. And actually, it was completely counterproductive because it triggered more melasma. Yeah. And again, look, I think that's the thing. People don't realize that less really is more. I mean, you have to know what you're doing. But when it comes to microneedling, for example... A lot of people, a lot of clinics are actually very aggressive in their approach to microneedling, much more aggressive than they need to be. 
to get a good result. And it's because they don't understand the science. So you actually need to only go to 0.5 millimeters, for example, to get to the right level in order to stimulate the fibroblasts and get the results that you're looking for. That's on the face. But so many places will use much bigger needles, be much more aggressive with their protocols, and then inadvertently cause more damage and potentially stimulate pigmentation, for example, you know, which you experience. But I have so many patients who have had rebound pigmentation after aesthetic treatment. So the treatments that they're doing are actually creating more problems than they're solving. And that is sometimes because providers, maybe they're, they're overdoing it, and maybe they don't understand the science behind some of the treatments. And I think sometimes there's that feeling that you need to have more redness, more downtime in order for a treatment to work. But that's actually not necessarily the case. So you need to understand what the treatment is and how it works in order to get the best result. And you need to go to someone who understands what they're doing and who can explain it to you as well. I mean, ultimately, it's about finding the right people, the right practitioners who you can trust and who you build a relationship with. And people often ask me for recommendations and I find it so hard because, you know, I will not recommend anyone without testing them myself and without understanding, you know, how they work. And I'm always super happy when I find other people who have a similar approach to me. But it's so hard because we're now in a very commercialized uh, environment. So 10, 12 years ago, you know, when I started, it was still aesthetic medicine was still relatively new. Now there's a proliferation of, of locations. I mean, you can hardly walk down the street without coming across a clinic, a salon, a dentist, a hairdresser that does skin treatments and injectables in particular. We're now being bombarded by these treatments and people are starting to view them as quite mainstream. And you know, injectables, for example, are becoming very normalized, but actually they're treatments that we need to really think about. And I don't think we should accept the normalization of injectables, for example. I mean, they have their place and, you know, each to their own. Everyone has to make their own decision about what they want to do in terms of their skin, their faces, and that's totally fine. But what I don't think is good is this um, societal pressure that so many people now feel and then they sort of get pushed into doing things that they don't fully understand the implications of. Because at the end of the day, injectable treatments are not like having a haircut. So there are a couple of things. The first is your skin does not look a day older than a 29-year-old. <laughs> it's time for a little break. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying today's podcast. A reminder to all our listeners to subscribe, rate and share this podcast with your friends and anyone who might enjoy listening to it. We also have a discount code for all our podcast listeners, which I will be sharing at the end. Keep listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. So there are a couple of things. The first is your skin does not look a day older than a 29-year-old. <laughs> You're very so, kind, but I'm much older than that. <laughs> so you are a testimony to your method. Secondly, what you're describing with skin is exactly my experience with workouts. Mm. So pushing more doesn't get me more results. It just inflames me more, which spikes cortisol. I right. end up gaining weight. 
uh, I'm more tired, I can't do as much. When I don't over push, I'm able to work out five times a week and get much better body composition without hunger pangs because mm -hmm. I have pushed too hard without the water retention. So it's interesting. Inflammation is a healthy immune response for repair, but chronic inflammation can be triggered by a strong workout and basically overstimulating the repair for the skin in an artificial manner yes. is detrimental. So if you cut yourself and the inflammation happens, that's beneficial. If you right. go and prod and poke the skin to artificially inflame it so it repairs on and on and on again, it creates a, a, a dysregulation in the process. Absolutely. And there's two things sort of related to that that I see a lot in clinic. One is people are doing too many treatments too frequently. So sometimes they're told by a clinic or, you know, by someone they're seeing that they need to come in every week, every two weeks. That's way too much. I mean, that's when you start to get chronic inflammation in the skin, particularly with some of these machine-based treatments. They're just too aggressive. You don't need to do that. And the second thing I see is because of this whole proliferation of Uh, products with active ingredients that have come onto the market in the last five to 10 years, people are just overdoing it and damaging their skin barrier. And again, creating this uh, inflammation and sensitivity. That's often why I say to people, you know, less is more. We've got to strip it back and you need to be doing the right things at the right time and just be consistent. You know, that's really what it comes down to. But of course, because of the environment we're all in, you know, we're bombarded with things. We see new things on social media, products, treatments, this celebrity's doing that, that person's doing that, that clinic's just opened there. And I get it. I think the thing is, you just need to have a plan and you need to sort of work with someone who you trust and whose approach you believe in and just stick with that. Yeah, my mistake was that the treatment I was given, it's entirely my fault. This is this is actually someone who's quite famous. She gives treatments. A lot of celebrities use her. A friend of mine was like, oh, she's the goddess. You've got to see her. And then when I researched it, so she was uh, advising me to have Morpheus 8 for tightening. Right. When I researched it, uh, I went to see a dermatologist who said, not at all. This is a heat treatment. Mm -hmm. It's going to trigger your melasma. Mm-hmm. And then that happened with the skin pen. I realized she started as a beauty therapist. I have nothing against beauty therapists, but her background was to thread eyebrows. And now she's doing this. So, of course, she well, doesn't have your training. And that was my fault to go and see somebody who hasn't got the training and, and the research and the science of, of a doctor. Look, I agree with you. And I think it's really difficult. Morpheus 8 is an interesting example because it's actually a very powerful machine. I mean, the technology in some of these devices is is amazing and incredibly effective, but it needs to be used by somebody who understands what they're doing. And these things can be dangerous in the in the wrong hands. So what I always say is, you know, in the UK in particular, pretty much any clinic can buy pretty much any machine. So it's not about the machine. It's about the person using it. So the most important thing is to research the person who's actually, you know, doing the settings on that device and Do they understand how that device works? And I think that's really important. Unfortunately, you know, I've seen it in myself. There are lots of companies now that have aesthetic devices to sell. 
you know, they promote them at all levels of the market. So from beauty therapists, nurses, doctors, dentists. And, you know, there are some very competent beauty therapists, therapists that I've worked with as well, therapists who I've been to myself. But of course, there are also some who who really don't have the training and the background, but they're still able to buy a device and you know, market the treatment to their customers. In a way, it's a little bit of buyer beware. I mean, you have to do your research and really understand. But at the same time, I've had patients come to see me who have had burns after certain treatment with therapists or practices where people have not used the correct settings, particularly various skin types, people from India, Pakistan, the Middle East, particularly if they have light skin, you know, sometimes therapists don't realize that actually their skin's going to still react in a certain way. And that's where you can often get into trouble. So I've seen all of that. And it's frustrating because I also understand from the customer consumer point of view, they are trusting that the person who has the machine knows what they're doing. But I'm telling you, as someone on the inside of this industry, that unfortunately, that's not always the case. I mean, the training really varies from brand to brand. It's hard to to really figure out, you know, who knows what they're doing and, and do they have the experience to do this treatment. A lot of devices come onto the market and they're quite new. So it takes time as well, you know, for people to get the experience and the understanding of, of how to deliver these treatments and protocols keep evolving as well. So there's so many different things that come into that. But I would always say, you know, find somebody who whose approach matches your your approach. You know, I'm I'm quite conservative by nature. I will not take risks. And I think that the people who come and see me are comforted by that knowledge. They know me. They understand that I'm not going to push them to do anything. But, you know, other people are, are more risk takers and they want the latest innovative treatment. And, you know, they're prepared to to take on a bit more risk because they want the latest treatment or they want that amazing result. So, you know, everyone has their own their own approach and, and you just need to find someone who whose values match yours. You know, you just need to do your research about the devices, the limitations and um, the person who's going to actually do the treatment. And what is your view on there are some preventative treatments that are, you know, super common now. I know more people who do Botox than don't do Botox, <laughs> even in their 30s, late 20s, or fillers. So, so what is your view on those? Look, my view is that I feel, unfortunately, the age at which people are starting to do injectables is getting younger and younger, and I don't think that's a good thing. And as the mother of teenage daughters, I think it's really a bad reflection on society that we now have such young girls wanting to change their appearance or wanting to conform to a certain aesthetic. And I don't want to be part of that. You know, my approach is about optimizing internal health and really taking care of yourself in the long term. Given that, what I say to all the young girls who I see, and I, I do see some girls in their 20s, and they will say to me, you know, do you think I should have some Botox or some filler? And of course, you know, my answer is always, 
no, you're way too young. You don't need to start injectable treatments at such a young age. There's no evidence for preventative Botox. You know, that's that's a marketing concept that's predominantly come out of the US. There are no scientific studies to back up claims for preventative Botox. We all just need to be careful not to get sucked into this whole commercial world. This is an industry that unfortunately also preys on people's insecurities. And the rise of social media and people seeing images constantly of others looking a certain way does put pressure on on young people, um, on everyone, but particularly on youngsters. And I think that, as I say, as a mother, but also as, as someone who feels that we should actually focus more on the inside. And when I say that, I don't just mean, you know, I mean internal health, but I also mean, you know, self-development and physical, mental, spiritual, psychological, all of these things are really important because it isn't just about your external appearance. When I see these young girls, young women come and see me in clinic, I always say to them, look, it's about having a good skincare routine that you're consistent with. Sun protection is the number one thing you can do to prevent your skin from aging. So start with that. And then there's a few other basic things that you can add in. And it's just about being consistent. Cleansing effectively, super important. You know, and I say that to my teenagers as well. Once you've got cleansing routine, add in, you know, an antioxidant based serum and sun protection is a must. And if you can stick with these few steps over a long period of time, you will prevent a lot of skin damage and you'll be on the right path with a good routine. And then over time, you can slowly add to that. And I always say to people, look, you don't have to come and see me all the time, but you check in with me a few times. I mean, I've had patients now, like as as we said, I mean, I started 12 years ago and I've got people who are still seeing me regularly after 12 years, which is lovely. And now sometimes their children, um, which is really nice as well. I might only see them a few times a year, but over the years, we keep tweaking their plans, we maintain, we kind of develop, and also new things come onto the market. So I'm constantly evaluating them, seeing what what works well, what's good to add into someone's regime. And that goes for products, that goes for supplements, and that goes for treatments. So that's really my approach. It kind of evolves over time. And of course, then we've got the whole aspect of hormones and hormonal health, which comes into play, particularly now, as many of my patients are you know, around perimenopause, menopause. So that comes up a lot as well. So it's it's looking after this whole, the whole person. And I think that if we can get that right, then we're on the right track. And I think for younger women, going back to what you said earlier, I think it's about having a long-term plan and not rushing into doing these quick fix treatments. Absolutely. And the the link to hormones is, I see when I drink wine... If I overdo it and I don't drink enough water and then there was a bit of sugar in the meal and I'm sleep deprived, the next day my melasma will flare because of the link with the liver and the hormones. It flares immediately. And when I'm good, it goes down. It's quite extraordinary. And same thing with fine lines. Yeah, They come and go. Yeah, well, hydration has a huge impact on the appearance of fine lines. And I mean, sleep, Mm. it's... The number one thing you can do, and it's free, is is get your beauty sleep. And that's why it's called beauty sleep. But 
honestly, I think I always say to people, look, there's some really simple things. Don't spend too much time looking at your face in the mirror because we can all find things to criticize and it's just not worth it. Smile more because it's going to make you look lifted and younger and drink more water <laughs> and, I, and I sleep. Love your plan. <laughs> Get more sleep. But so thanks for covering what to do for younger women. We have lots of, uh, I have a lot of young followers, but I also have a lot of listeners uh, in their 40s. So what would you, I'm in my 40s, I'm 45, so I'm interested. What would you advise Uh, someone like me to do to age well? Well, we're pretty much the same age. So I'm 44. <laughs> and I would say, yes, the, definitely the bulk of my patients these days are in their 40s. And that's a big reason why I've actually developed a program which is all about healthy, glowing skin for women in their 40s and beyond. Because it's something I get asked about all the time. And I think it's something that people struggle with. We get to our 40s, often people either had really good skin and not had to do very much and then they get to their 40s and they think oh my gosh I can see changes and I don't know what to do or they have been doing things but they're not sure if they're doing the right things they're confused they don't know what to um, what to focus on and so the program that I've developed is really about incorporating all the aspects that we've talked about so very holistic looking at diet, lifestyle, supplements, products, and then treatments as well. And I really hope people will find it beneficial. So that's been my project for this past year. And um, it's it's launching it's launching this week. So I'm super excited about it. Amazing. So it'll be out. So where can people find it? So they can find out more on my website, which is drrabiamalik.com. We'll, we'll share it. Thank you. And yeah, it, it will be... Yeah, they'll be able to find out more about it. But I just feel that it's it's hard for people also to come and see me in clinic or to find somebody who they can physically see. But I think it's easier now for people to connect online. And there just wasn't anything that I could find that I could refer people to. And that was really what made me think, okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to set it up myself. So, um, yeah, so I hope people find it beneficial. That's wonderful. You know, health is our most precious asset. Definitely. I lost my health for a bit. It makes you realize it is the one thing that's worth investing in. But not just money, time, thought. You can't fully outsource it. So it's wonderful that you're giving a tool to people to go and be able to learn how to enhance their skin on a daily basis. And I'm sure that'll help them enhance everything in their body <laughs> and their minds because It's all connected. Totally. As we've said, fundamentally, if you optimize internal health, you're going to have healthy, glowing skin. And that's what people want. But now there is more understanding of the fact that it is a long-term approach. It's, it's not just the quick fix. And you have to put in that time and effort to really see the results in the long term. Hopefully there's enough people who agree and feel the same way. <laughs> it's a bit like the gym. Yeah, you can put a muscle implant <laughs> or you can go to the gym every day and it makes you feel good or totally. a few times a week or move in any way. Yes, What, whatever movement. So people can find you online on your website, which we're going to link on your Instagram. Yes, which I will be linking. Thank you. And can book with you at your clinic in Harrods in London. 
Yes, that's right. So currently I only see patients at the Wellness Clinic in Harrods. I do clinic blocks every six weeks so people can book into that. And in the interim, I do online consultations and then I'm running this program as well. I find this wonderful. I get so inspired when I meet women like you, accomplished businesswomen. You're a doctor. You are helping people, making women feel more confident in themselves. You're raising two daughters and a son and giving your daughters values and things that they need to hear. Because by having a mom like you who specializes in beauty and influences them in this manner, they will in turn influence their friends and hopefully, you know, social media and all these images that they see all the time has less negative impact on them. I hope so. Thank you. We can only try and do our best. For a time, I felt that I was, you know, the only one who really felt this way. And it was a very you know, it wasn't, wasn't mainstream and it was very against the majority of the community in the aesthetic medicine world. You know, it's, it's inspired me as well. But what I realized is people find me, you know, somehow, even though I, you know, never advertised, never really talked about my work, somehow people would book into clinic to see me because they wanted the same approach and they had the same values. And that kind of made me think, well, actually, even if it's only a few people and even if it is a minority, I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to keep doing what I do, even though it is way out of the mainstream. But, you know, I, I love it. I, I love connecting with people who feel the same way. And I, I think it's important for there to be a space for people to explore this alternative aesthetic. Absolutely, because these days, unfortunately, they, there seems to be only one way if you don't research it properly. So I hope that people who are listening are finding this helpful. Make sure to share this podcast with other women and men um, to, to see that there is an alternative to injectables. There is not only one way. And, and the beauty of it is you're taking control. Absolutely. And that's the other thing. My approach is very independent and very objective. I don't work with brands. I, I have a skincare range, which I've developed, but it's very small. I work with more than 20 other product ranges. I don't own any devices because I'm constantly reviewing things and I refer people to what I think is the best at that point in time. So I'm really very independent and very objective. And I think that that makes me feel very confident and in my recommendations and my advice. And I think that's why people trust me. I feel now, because of how the industry has evolved and because it has become so commercial, so many clinics are forced to sell a treatment or a product or something that they've bought because they have to, to be commercially viable. And because I just have a very simple practice and a very simple approach, I don't have to run my practice in that way. And I think that what that has meant is that I have this connection with my patients, which I'm very grateful for because it means that the work that I do is very satisfying and very rewarding. But it also means that people feel that they get really good, honest, objective advice. Exactly. Less bias, more authenticity. I have noticed that in certain clinics, they have all these machines and they create a program for their clients where they just plug in okay, you're going to do three sessions of this, four of that, five of that, because they just want to get a return on the investment Absolutely. on that machine. Absolutely. But you don't necessarily need all those treatments. And that's what I say to people. I'm sort of like, look, I have no machines. I have nothing to sell you. 
but I'm going to give you the best plan for what you're trying to achieve that can fit into your lifestyle. I think, again, going back to what we said at the beginning, less is more, but you've just got to stick with it. So do the right things at the right time over a long period of time and you'll get a great result. Thank you so much for these wide words and for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope many Eat, Burn, Sleep listeners come and check your wonderful work. And I look forward to my next session with you. Oh, likewise. Thank you, Yelda. And to purchasing more of your products. The serum is just absolutely amazing. Thank and you. And so is the cleanser. Rabia has a wonderful line of products. So I look forward to thank using you. it more as well. Well, thank you so much for your support. And as I said, it's so nice to connect again after all these years. So thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much to all of you for listening to this podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. It's always such a pleasure to talk about health because it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Looking after our health is a daily thing, just like brushing our teeth. We've got to focus on it. We've got to do it right so we can live better and happier lives. For those of you who are not members of the platform yet, we have a discount code for all our podcast listeners. You can get 15% off the memberships. Just enter the code PODCAST1515 at checkout. Thank you. And make sure to read all the articles and all the free content we have on eatbrainsleep.com to keep you motivated and informed and educated about living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Mm -hmm.